Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Knowing Him podcast. My name is Ray Peters, Senior Pastor of Community Church of Keystone Heights. 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's my prayer for you, that as you listen to this podcast, you would grow in grace and you would know Jesus more and more. I really hope you're blessed by this episode. God gave the cure all the way back when the virus was first introduced. Remember, where did the serpent plant the virus? In the mind. In the mind. In the minds. In the heads. The heads of Adam and Eve. God said in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, a little bit after, soon as Adam and Eve became infected, God spoke prophetically to the serpent. God gave a cure right then and there for the virus because God said in Genesis 3.15 that through the seed of a woman, through the seed of this woman that you've crushed, that you've, that you've infected her head, you've infected her mind, through the seed of the woman will come one who will bruise the head of the serpent. Think about that. In other words, God told this serpent, you've messed with the minds and the heads of my people. (laughs) I'm going to send one, I'm going to send a redeemer who's going to crush your head. Going to crush your head. Fast forward to Calvary. Because they led Jesus out of the city and, and they led him up the hill of Golgotha, which means the place of the, what does it mean, Key? Skull. The place of the skull, the head. They nailed Jesus to the cross, but the soldiers didn't understand the significance that when they elevated the cross of Jesus above the hill, the place of the skull, they didn't understand that, that it was a picture that signifies that the head of the enemy, the skull of the enemy is under the feet of Jesus. As he was stretched out on the cross, the skull was under his feet. And when the blood of Jesus ran down the cross, and when the blood, I feel the presence, oh, I feel, whenever I start talking about Jesus, about the blood, about the cross, I, I, I feel Holy Ghost goosebumps. That's what I feel. That's what I feel. But when his blood ran down the cross, and when it dripped onto the place of the skull, it was a prophetic, symbolic fulfillment that he will crush the head of the serpent. And, and I'm just here to announce that this virus of stinking thinking, the vaccine is the blood of Jesus. Amen. The vaccine is the blood, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. The blood will never lose its power. It's the blood. It's the blood that defeated the enemy. The blood is our vaccine. We apply the blood to our minds. Hebrews 10, for our guilty conscience has been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. Thoughts of worthlessness, thoughts of guilt, thoughts of fear, thoughts of uncertainty. It says we've been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. If you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, if you've asked Jesus into your life, 
The blood of Jesus cleanses our minds. See, because the blood says that you've been declared righteous. The blood says that you're free. The blood says that your conscience and mind can be clear today. It's through the blood of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down arguments. Other translations say casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So Paul is writing that the strongholds are in the mind. The strongholds originate. The strongholds are thought patterns that are ingrained in your mind. And those strongholds are from the virus, from the, the stinking, thinking virus. And, but, but notice Paul also says that we have spiritual weapons yeah. to tear down these thought patterns, to tear down these spiritual strong, strongholds. And I'm going to leave you with four weapons that we can tear down the virus and build up our spiritual immune system. I'm going to go through these really quick. But number one, the first weapon I already mentioned, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. When thoughts of fear, doubt, unbelief, when thoughts of, when, when the devil, see, the, the Bible says the devil's the accuser of the brethren. And see, he'll, he'll plant those thoughts of accusation in your, in your mind. He'll plant those thoughts that, that you've sinned past the point of no return. There's no need, there's no need to come to church anymore. That people, they don't want me at church. No, when, when those thoughts come into your mind, you plead the blood of Jesus. I know I'm guilty, devil. That's, that's why I've got an advocate. That's why I've got the blood that cleanses me. So plead the blood of Jesus over your mind. Another weapon is the name of Jesus. Philippians says that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Speak out when those thoughts come out in your mind. In your mind speak out the name of Jesus. Declare the name of Jesus. Bind those thoughts in Jesus. Yeah, you can do that. The, the pastor's not the only one that can rebuke the devil. Rebuke those thoughts in Jesus' name. Bind them in the name of Jesus. A third weapon, the Word of God. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Jesus said, my word is truth. So we've got the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood. We, we rebuke those thoughts. We bind those thoughts in the name of Jesus. And we have the word of God, the word of truth. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Paul says, fix your thoughts on what is true. That's the word. What is true. What is honorable. What is right. What is pure. What is lovely and admirable? Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. These are all truths that are found in the Word of God. We replace those lying thoughts with thoughts of truth, with thoughts of who God says I am. God says I'm more than a conqueror. God says, I can do all things through Christ. The word says that, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, my sins are cast as far as the east is from the west. So we meditate on those thoughts. We replace those lying thoughts with truth. The fourth weapon, the final weapon, the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, verse 13, says, Now 
May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You, you've got a power inside you that, that you don't even understand. The, you don't know how great. It, it, this power, it's un, it, we can't imagine. It's inconceivable, the power of the Holy Spirit. But, but, but the Apostle Paul says that hope abounds. Hope abounds through the power of the Holy Spirit. Every day you need to ask the Lord to fill you with His Spirit. Baptize you with His Spirit. Submit yourself to the Lord. Surrender your life to God. Fill me, God, with the power of your Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit, can, is, is, that's your partner. That's your partner. The, the Holy Spirit is your partner to help you fight those thoughts of sorrow and chaos with joy and peace. The, the Spirit is your partner that helps you get rid of hopelessness by filling you with hope. With hope. The blood, the name, the word, the power of the Holy Spirit, those are our weapons that we can pull down these strongholds. And I'm, I'm closing with this. Here's, here's how I'm closing. In the message last week, Numbers 13.33, when the spies brought back the bad report to the people, I want to read again what they said. We're talking about the ten spies that infected the whole population, that, that the virus infected the rest of the people. These ten spies, they said in Numbers 13.33, it says, We saw the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So they just presumed that the enemy saw them the way they saw themselves. And we went into it a little bit more last week. But the point is everyone in that generation died in the wilderness because of these ten spies who just presumed. We, we're, we're little grasshoppers. We're little grasshoppers in their sight. That means the enemy's going to crush us. The enemy's there to stomp on us. They're going to crush us. There's no way we can take it. It infected the whole nation. But 38 years later, God brought Joshua and Caleb back to the edge of the promised land, that same promised land. And man, this blessed me this week because it says, it says in Joshua chapter 2 that when they sent the spies into the land of Canaan that second time those spies that Joshua and Caleb sent in they came to a lady's house by the name of Rahab and come to find out it's astounding but Rahab one of the Canaanites the, the enemy she says in Joshua 2 verse 9 and 10 she tells these spies do you know that the people of this land are, are shaking in their boots. They're terrified of you. <laughs> Read it for yourself. They're terrified of you. <laughs> why, why are they terrified? Because they're terrified of the God of covenant who is with you, who has been with you, who has crushed the enemy. It goes on to say, we, we saw what your God did. Your God parted the, your God parted the Dead Sea or, or the Red Sea. And just think about this. 
A whole generation wasted 38 years. A whole generation died in the wilderness because they thought that the enemy was going to crush them like grasshoppers because that's how they saw themselves. But all along, they discovered that the enemy was terrified of them and fearful that they would be crushed because they heard about the God of Israel who's been crushing every enemy they've come in contact with. And some of you right now are infected with this virus of stinking thinking, of doubt and unbelief. You think your world is caving in. You think the enemy's going to crush you. But if you could only realize that in the unseen world, the enemy is shaking in his boots because of the God who's already crushed his head 2,000 years ago at the cross of Calvary. And the same God who crushed the head of the enemy, that same God is with you and in you and will go with you wherever you go and will cause your enemies to be crushed. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're, we're joint heirs. We're, we're jointly seated with Christ in heavenly places. Far above all principalities and powers of darkness. And every name that is named. And it says that he has placed all things under his feet. So that means that since we're seated with Jesus who crushed the enemy under his feet, that means since we're with Jesus, the enemy is crushed under our feet as well. The enemy's crushed. The head of the serpent is crushed. That lying, deceiver, manipulator, his head has been crushed through the name of Jesus. And all we've got to do is arise in faith Activate the weapons of our warfare and do these little things I talked about this morning. <laughs> and you'll recover from this virus of stinking thinking. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you were blessed by today's message. And if you're listening and you've never received Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right where you're at, you can ask Jesus to save you, to come into your heart, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Just ask Him from your heart. He died for you. He gave His life for you. He will forgive you of all your sins if you just ask Him. And I'd like to know if this has been a blessing to you or if you've received Jesus as your Savior. You can log on to our church website, www.ccokh.org, and go to the contact section and let me know. While you're on the website, you can learn more about our church. You'll see that we broadcast our service live every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We stream to the website and to most all other social media platforms, including Facebook Live, Twitter, and YouTube. So thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you on the next episode.